Truckers Radio USA presents. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Where are their pants? The Derriers. Oh yeah. The Derriers. Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. Doing the only thing we do halfway decent, you know. Yes. We're backing up all over the place. That's true. That's a bet. Just we're going just up and down the roads and finding music. Yep, and music everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, we're fortunate in that fact, I and guess. You're exactly right. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music anyway? I, and that keeps coming up, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the title of our show. That's true. We uh, we do our best. Well, we, we have an opinion. We've developed an opinion. Which is, and it's kind of, kind of morphed, morphed into a, a, a definition of, of sorts. Yeah, of sorts, yeah. And, and we feel like it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And having said that, it's a pretty broad palette because well, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, American music out there. Well, yeah. You know, for instance, I mean, it, it is, it's country, of course. Well, it's rock and roll. It's uh, show tunes. It's blues. It's chicken scratch. It's classical. Heavy metal. Pop. Uh, grunge. Jazz. Gospel. Mumbo. Uh, rhythm and blues. Cowpunk. Muzak. Honky Tonk. Tin Pan Alley. Dixieland. Elevator. Samba. And you know what else it is. I know what else it is. It is. Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yes, it yes, is. It's not Boogaloo nearly enough on the no. Mercado Road Show, but we do our part. We do it the best yeah. we can. Yes. Absolutely. And the format of the show is uh, that uh, every week, uh, each of us shows up with a... Uh, a virtual fistful of tunes. That's correct, uh-huh. yes. That we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. That's the only rule. And we parse them out one at a time. And um, uh, we, we decided some time back that we're going to alternate, you know, who's going to start the show. Right. And uh, I start even-numbered shows. And I start the odd-numbered shows. And it happens to be an odd-numbered show. It does at that. So, Leo, how do you want to kick this off? I want to start it off with this guy named Johnny Corley. He was born in 1943. And... Uh, He's better known as the Fantastic Johnny C. Oh, really? Yeah, man. That was his, you know, his big name when he went out and started working. But back up a little bit. He was born in Greenwood, South Carolina. And he went to high school uh, at Brewer High School. But he left to join the armed services before he even graduated from high school. And then uh, after he got out, he moved to a place called Norristown in Pennsylvania and uh, began work as a heavy equipment operator. That's about as far away as you can get from pop music as there is. Yeah, you'd think. But he had joined a gospel vocal group uh, that was associated with a church there called the Macedonia Baptist Church. And that's where a lot of good music gets started, right there. You bet, The good singers. And um, so anyway, he was noticed by uh, this guy named Jesse James, who was a record producer. Okay. Uh, And he kind of noticed him, and uh, so he got him singing a little bit, and he finally wrote a song for him. And uh, the song that he wrote for him is called Boogaloo Down Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to circle around back the Boogaloo thing. All right, yeah. But it was uh, the, the, the record rose to number five on the Billboard R&B chart, number seven on the Hot 100. So it was very respectable. Wow. But that was kind of the end of it. 
I mean, you know, he didn't have any more real big activity on the charts. Uh, and he went on to uh, open his own record store in uh, Norristown, Pennsylvania. Really? Yep. Landed on his feet. Had a great song. Wow. He recorded this in 1967. And it's called Boogaloo Down Broadway. <laughs> Way to get started. Yeah, now that we're going, Raj, what's up? Okay, so um, on our trip over here, uh, you were driving at one point, and yeah. I was uh, I was in back, kind of looking for a movie or something to watch, right? And um, I, I I came across this movie, and I think it's a great movie, but you know, it, it was kind of an artsy, kind of cool movie, you know, and I just yeah. wasn't in the right frame of mind. Gotcha. It's called uh, Asteroid City. Oh, okay. okay yeah. And it was uh, from last year. Uh, uh, I, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it, yeah. And, um, but the first song on this thing just grabbed me, and I reached for my phone and I shazammed it. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it's, it's uh, by a guy named Johnny Duncan and the Bluegrass Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, are you aware of these guys? I am. Okay. So uh, it's a pretty interesting story. He spent a lot of time uh, in the U.K., uh, but he uh, uh, he was a, a skiffle player, right? So and he was real popular over there during that time. But um, uh, he had a uh, uh, in, in 1957, somebody encouraged him to put, get, put together this bluegrass band, and they did an album. 
And um, so, and the, and the song that we're going to listen to is called Last Train to San Fernando. Fernando. Um, and they, they tried to do it kind of like San Fernando, California. Mm-hmm. But it was really written about San Fernando, Trinidad. Oh, really? And it was originally done by the Duke of Iron. <laughs> I had no idea. Who was uh, from Trinidad, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, uh, but it is interesting. The, the guitar solo in it, uh, it kind of sounds Calypso ish a little bit. But I want to I play just a little bit of the original okay. so people can hear what the original sound like. So, this is just a little bit of uh, Last, Last Train by the Duke of Iron. Okay, so that's the original. Yeah, boy, that's very yeah, very, very calypso, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right, very much. And so, two guys in the band, uh, uh, um, Johnny Duncan, really didn't care for the song. Right, two guys in the band rearranged it to give it kind of a country feel because they thought. San Fernando was either in Texas or California. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but as it turns out, the guitar solo is kind of Calypso sounding. It's pretty cool. So uh, anyway, this is from 1957. It's an album called the Johnny Duncan Archive of 1957. Johnny Duncan and his bluegrass boys doing Last Train to San Fernando.
<laughs> That's pretty funky, man. Yeah, keeping it weird here on the Americana Road yeah, Show. Yeah, I would have to watch that movie again. It, yeah. That was a good one, And boy. the soundtrack is incredible. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's just packed. All right, Leo, well, let's go back to you. Okay, this is going to be kind of a two-parter, but I'm not going to do the other part until a little later on. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I got this doo-wop thing going. and the, Yes, you do. You the, got it in your head. I do, man. And I, I'm a big admirer of all those doo-wop guys because it was so heavily vocal. You oh, know? yeah. And those, sure. those they didn't have much. A lot of those street corner guys, all they had was their voices. Yep. You know, and they were yeah, making yeah. as much sound as they could. Well, this particular guy is pretty interesting. Actually, it's a band, and they formed in Brooklyn in 1958. And um, the guy that led the, the band was a guy named Speedo Fraser. <laughs> he was, Perfect. I love the name Speedo, you know. But listen, one other interesting thing about this band is that they were a racial integrated group, and the lead singer was the only black guy in the band. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of unusual for that time. But anyway, uh, so they had done this song, and it got the attention of a disc jockey named Alan Freed, whose Heard name him. comes up. Yeah, uh, we've talked about him before. Well, he did one of those tricks where he got them to add his name as a writer of the song, right? Of course. And But by doing that, he got them a deal with MGM Records. Okay. All right. Well. It's kind of... Uh, yeah, give and take. Uh, and, yeah. Right. I'd probably sign on for that. I, I might. If I was desperate, <laughs> which I usually am. Yeah, you're always desperate. <laughs> but we're not going to go there. No, okay, thank now, you. Now, listen, the, the song eventually sold over one million copies. Wow. You know, and then, you know, they did a couple of follow-ups. And as often happens, you know, quick rise and just a quick down. So, yep. But they had this song, man. It was a good one from 1959. It's called I Ran All the Way Home. And this is the... Impalas. Sorry, sorry, oh, so sorry, uh oh. I ran all the way
Hey, that's doo-wop right there. That's doo-wop right there. I had thought you had done a uh, a group uh, with a car name, but... Uh, no, you I, must I, be thinking maybe the Biscayne. Uh, maybe it was them. Or the Fleetwoods. Know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's more than a few. I guess there's a few, aren't there? There's more than a few, yeah. All right. Well, good one, Leo. And you know what? You what? Uh, we're out of time for this oh, segment. Oh, we most certainly are. Yeah, so uh, tomorrow's moving day, of course. It always is. Mm-hmm. And so we have to uh, do our chores. We've got to uh-huh. police the area outside. Hang uh, on there. Pick up all the cans and uh, clean the cap Where's box. Where's Ardmore? Yeah, there? Ardmore. Oh, there he is. Yep, we'll get it done. All right. And of course, we have to check that left rear inside duel. duel. And you know, Leo, it's an odd numbered show. <sighs> okay. So uh, I'm afraid it's your turn. Yeah. I'll take care of the other stuff. Uh-huh. Don't worry about that. Okay, fine. Okay, I'm not trading. I'm, no. Okay. I, I'm, no. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you go do that, and I'll do this, and we'll be back in a few. This is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. We're back. We're back. Yep. Yes, um, we are. Ardmore's happy. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes, he is. He's always happiest that. right after we clean the cat box. Of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. And got the area cleaned up out there. We were a little sloppy this time. So. Well, we left some of the beer cans laying yeah. out. I saw that. Yeah, so I, I got them picked yeah. up. Okay, and okay. We'll, uh, we'll drop them off at and, recycling. And recycling, because, you know, we got to try to sell those things. I mean, we I, could use the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? Hey, what? I'm going to put you in charge of that. <laughs> You like to be the idea guy, right? <laughs> Maybe that's not such a good one. <laughs> well, how was the tire? It was only two pounds. Okay, that's you know, pretty that's, standard. That's pretty standard stuff right there. Pounds, yeah, 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 we can go with that. Yeah. All right. Oh, good. Well, uh, we are broadcasting this week from uh, Lizard Lick, North Carolina. You got to love it, man. <laughs> what a great name. You got to love it. Yeah. You know? now, just. To kind of put it on the map, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're about uh, twenty miles east of Raleigh, okay, the state capital. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the, apparently, what they're t- saying is that the town got its name from a passing observer who saw many lizards sunning and licking themselves on a rail fence. <laughs> and they go, "Oh well, let's just call it Lizard Lick." <laughs> It's so random. Well, this is the other thing this guy was telling me is that there's a big deal, man. In May of 1997, the state installed the first traffic light in Lizard Lick, making a new period of increasing property values. Oh, of course. Of course, that's the way it works. Wow. But now listen, there's some infamy here, too, all right? Okay. In March of uh, 1988, Okay. Uh, 98, 98. Uh, they received a bunch of publicity here when Nintendo first released the Nintendo 64 game. Okay. Okay. It was called Yoshi's Story. And the uh, they were looking for a host town for the big release deal, right? Okay. So uh, they, they, by the way, they named it that because of Yoshi's ability to extend his tongue over a long distance. Well, it's Super Mario Brothers. Super he's a Mario. lizard. That's yeah. right. He's a lizard. Uh-huh. So he was, Lizard Lick was finally chosen over French Lick. <laughs> because the character was a dinosaur, which was related to a lizard. There you go. Okay, that, I mean that's just yeah. logic. Well, yes, just, and, and you know, and you know, those gamers—they're—they're uh, they're sticklers for uh, oh, you know, reality. Deta- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Detail, <laughs> yeah. Reality is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, wait. There's one more thing here. Okay, uh, it's September 2009. Uh, this time they got some more notoriety from um, Time Warner. They had a program called True TV. Okay. Right, 
And it was a uh, television network that um, kind of, you know, did reality shows. Okay. Kind of thing, right? Well, they discovered that there was a local towing and recovery company owned and operated by an evangelist and lizard lick honorary mayor, Ronnie Shirley. And his wife, Amy, and it was called Lizard Lick Towing and Recovery. <laughs> now they went there, okay, we got some meat here. Let's dig in a little bit. So they sent a cameraman down to check it out, right? Okay. And he, sh- he shot for one day, and they said, oh, yeah, we're doing this. Because after realizing that Amy Shirley was not only a power lifter, but a mortician and co-owner of the recovery business. <laughs> So they had, they had a lot going for them. Man, they got a lock on the town. <laughs> well, you know, they pick up your car. If you didn't make it, yeah, she gets oh, to pick boy. up that end of the business. You, you, you start asking questions. And you, <laughs> you know, you go, wow, wow, how do I get this train started? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be in, in an interesting place for a change. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And everybody seems real proud of the fact. You know, oh, of course. All very, I would be. Very forthcoming yeah. about it, yeah. Well, um, uh, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, what do you think you're doing out there? <laughs> you know, wandering around aimlessly uh, oh, all over the country, boy. you know. Yeah. And, well, there's a reason, uh, and the reason is, uh, unlike our compadres on Truckers Radio USA, who have these things called ranches. ranches. Yeah, we're a little jealous. Yeah, you know? we're a little jealous, and we're you know we're kind of uh, uh, rudderless. But uh, you know, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. He has the Rock and Dimedar Ranch. Where's that, Roger? Well, Leo, that's in the Dos, Dos Cabezas Mountains, Mountains, of course. Yeah. And Alan Bailey has the Swinging Gate Ranch out there in Western Kansas. Yep. I've been there before. Mm-hmm. Orrin Friesen, who is the human footnote of the Derriers, we heard he just weighed in. Yeah, yeah, he just weighed in on us. Uh, yep. He has the Rock and Banjo Ranch there in Central Kansas, right? And we were whining to our pal Suzanne about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. Yeah, and she said, yeah. "Okay." You guys, uh, I think you'll buy this. Yes, listen up. Uh, l- listen to this. Uh, you've got the entire continental United States, mm-hmm. border to border, ocean mm-hmm. to ocean. Mm-hmm. You could say you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. That's true. It is. It is true thing. And, and we roam that range in our RV called Rambling Rose. Rambling Yeah, Rosie gets us there. She does. Yep. She does. Very dependable gal. Hasn't let us yet down yet. Not yet. All right. Okay, Raj. I believe I played this last song. You did. So it's up to you. Okay. Uh, in my musical stumblings, I ran across this group called Harley Kimbrough Lewis. Mm-hmm. And it's three guys, Martin Harley, Daniel Kimbrough, and Sam Lewis. Well, there you okay. go. Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of a good name, Crosby, yeah. Stills, Nash. Harley Kimbrough Lewis. They're mm-hmm. trying to get that. Um, they are from... Herefordshire, England, Knoxville, Tennessee, and Nashville, respectively. Okay. So we got two-thirds. Gotcha. So I figured we'll call, we'll call them Americana. Now, each of these guys, his, his own, uh, is awarded, uh, you know, individually for their music. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, really good musicians, but they put to, got together and they put 12 tracks down for this album. Uh, in 2022, and man, it's just tremendous stuff. So that's really uh, recent. Very recent, wow. and uh, I, I think it's the first thing they've done collectively. Mm-hmm. But man, I hope they do more, because uh, all the cuts are great, but uh, of course I had to pick this one. Uh, from their album, Harley Kimbrough Lewis, this is Cowboys in Hawaii. <laughs>
nobody's sweetheart Nobody's My pony knows which way to go And I don't argue caught in my pocket Ragged and worn But you can still just see Waikiki shining like a newborn Dreaming of an island paradise, so they say. Do they need any cowboys in Hawaii? Another day, another dollar. I lay my sleepy head down under western skies. I close my eyes and drift away. Maybe I could learn to surf Like Jukahanamuku Ride the tropical swells Meet the local girls Just let me dream, dream, dream I'm dreaming of an island Paradise, so they say Cowboys in Hawaii Trade this old pony For white horses in the way Do they need any cowboys in Hawaii really cool it's great yeah, stuff and, yeah. and it's i mean that's a hawaiian tune but yeah uh, there's all kind of great music and where'd there. you find this again it was just uh, i just tripped over it wow and fell face first into it well, and I mean, it came up smiling i've seen you fall face first <laughs> in some other stuff before so. <laughs> yeah but we, this was a good one we won't go there right it now. was like a banana pie so uh <laughs> all right leo what do you got well, I'm afraid that I've had, uh, uh, I've been influenced by uh, an encounter with none other than Jason, Jason Beers. <laughs> okay, now listen, here's the thing. Okay. Okay, so we were texting, right? Uh huh. And he brought up this song called Java. 
All right. Okay. Okay. You yeah. remember it from the, now oh, the sure. Well, the, the one we probably remember most was Al Hurt. Al Hurt, right? But Al Trudeau did that song. That's I think, right. Originally, right? Well, he wrote it. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that wrote it. Okay. And uh, and since then, Roger, it's one of those songs that everybody's had a pass at. Yeah, it's a cool tune. It is a cool tune. Uh-huh. And, and the, uh, the what happened was that uh, the, the New Orleans guys were picking up on it. Yep. Because it was just a great little jazz tune and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's where Alan Trudeau was from, That's of exactly right. So here's what happened. Okay. Uh, Jason said, well, here, I know there's, there's at least these two versions. And I went, oh, boy, there's somebody. Oh, no, here's a bunch more. Oh, uh-oh. So guess what I had to do? Oh, no. I had to do a... Mash-up. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Oh man, you talk about going down the rabbit hole. Oh man, I can't wait. This well, is awesome. I finally had to. I had to stop. Uh huh. But nevertheless, there are eleven different artists. Wow. Represented in this mashup Holy of this cow. song. And in no particular order. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's Lawrence Welk, the Living Guitars, the Mexicali Singers, Al Hurt, of course, with the big one, uh, Alan Toussaint, who we just discovered, uh, discussed uh, the author, Bert Camfort, who's actually German, but he had a really good version of it, so I just stuck him in there, Bobby Hackett, Floyd Kramer, who had a very famous version of the song, Lenny D., Marilyn May, who actually has a, a had some lyrics that she wow. sings to it, right? The Angels of My Boyfriend's Back, okay, fame, and uh, the Beautiful South. Wow! <laughs> Did you ever hear the the flip side to My Boyfriend's Back? It was My Boyfriend's Front. Front yeah, yeah, I didn't I, know if you'd ever heard. No, that. I, yeah, but I didn't okay. have the forty five. I had the LP. So, okay, so okay, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know that. Okay, all right. So here we go, man. Wow, I can't wait. It's all over the place now. One thing that's pretty interesting, Roger is that they all pretty much did it in the same key. Oh, seriously? You know how it is with these mashups. Sometimes you yeah. have to go with different key. Man, and, and similar tempos, too. Wow, that's so, great. So, so here we go, Raj. It's four minutes long, so buckle in. Oh, 
hear the rooster crow That it's time, that it's time, that it's Java drinking time Up and out of those beds, you sleepy little heads Waking up, breaking up, for some Java in the cup So I'm out of that bed with a cock-a-doodle-doo With a cup in my hand and a foot in my shoe It's a wonderful thing what the Java can do It can do, it can do, it can do trip isn't it yeah oh man great job well thanks man that was a lot of fun and thanks jason for the uh push in that direction i don't know if we should encourage that kind of behavior well okay he pulls stuff like that and then we just follow him like little little blind mice yeah we are we are though we are that we're too suggestible yes we are okay all right raj back to you okay so we were driving down the road and a name came to me and i thought we have not featured this artist okay sure oh really we well, I guess not. you're right. You know, I mean, I mm. think we've talked about her a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But um, so I, I started looking into it. Uh, she was born Sherilyn Sark- Sarkissian. That's easy for you to say. No, not really. Okay. Uh, in 1946 in California, she had an interesting, um, interesting family life. Not a great family mm-hmm. life. Uh, her mother uh, was kind of a struggling artist. She wanted to be a performer and an actress and all that type of thing. Uh-huh. At one point, her mother left Cher in an orphanage for several weeks. Really? And and although she came and saw her almost every day, it was a little traumatic, as you can imagine. I imagine. So at age 16, Cher dropped out of school, left her mother's house, and moved to Los Angeles. And is it any wonder that she got picked up by Sonny Bono? Well, you know, she she would talk to anybody because she was trying to get a break. Uh-huh. And she met Sonny Bono, and um, he was work he was working for record producer Phil Spector. Okay, oh. At the Time right, right? Uh-huh. and Cher's um, friend moved out, 
uh, or Sonny's friend moved out, and Cher accepted Sonny's offer to be his housekeeper. <laughs> oh, 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 really? And, and so that's how that all started. But he introduced Cher to Phil Spector, who used her as a backup singer on several recordings, mm-hmm. including including The Ronettes, Be My Baby, The Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Love and Feel. Oh, wow, I didn't know about that one. And he produced her first single. Is that a fact? A, a, which I have never heard of, and I don't know if you have. It, it's called Ringo, I Love You. Ooh. Now, she recorded it under the name Bonnie Jo Mason. Okay. Okay. And the song was rejected by many radio station programmers as they thought Cher's deep contralto vo- vocals were a man's vocals. Oh, really? And therefore, they believed it was a male homosexual singing a love song dedicated to the Beatles drummer. No kidding. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So, uh, but this was 1966, and it was a single. It didn't go. But Cher doing Ringo, I Love You. You can hear her voice, though, in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's real distinctive. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, uh, look at the time. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, we, we burned used this up one time. Up. And, and uh, boy, I tell you, all this stuff is, I've really worked up a thirst. How much of a thirst? Uh, like a really big thirst. A uh, really big thirst? Yeah, a really big thirst. This big? Pleasure. Pleasure. Man-sized pleasure. Yours in premium quality Falstaff beer. Taste to satisfy your man-sized thirst. Light enough to leave room for more. Falstaff's always brewed with extra care for the finest beer possible. Even to cascading every brew over the Falstaff chilling tower, instantly icing it down to protect Falstaff's premium quality taste every step of the way. Until you're ready to enjoy it. For man-sized pleasure, this is the one. Falstaff. Unmistakably America's premium quality beer. Ah. Look out. And we're 
we're backing into it. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Which is what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. We back up. We do that better than just about anything. That's right. We do a yeah. lot better than going forward. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, th- this is the part of the show where we just, you know, we used to be polite about it. No, but, not anymore. But now we just beg. I, I'm over being polite about yeah. it. Yeah. Come we on. We beg people to go to our websites. We have, the one thing we haven't done yet is threaten, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I, think we're very threatening kind of guys. You know? We aren't, and I don't know. That could cross the line. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we'll just stick with begging. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll I'm good with that. With, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but go to our website. So we spend a lot of time uh, posting stuff there and trying to keep it interesting. My, matter of fact, pretty soon you're going to see our new um, Americana Roadshow oh, stickers. Yeah, there you are. They're going to be so <laughs> super cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, so you can check that out and maybe order one of those. Uh, yep. The uh, the website for this show is thedarriers.com. And don't forget the. the. Oh, yeah. It's I, a tiny word, but it's the most it important part of the whole thing. It makes a lot of difference, If yeah. you forget it, I, I guarantee you will never, never forget, forget it. No. what you see. You might be scarred for life. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. And, of course, the uh, website for the band is... Well, that's 3trailswest.com with mm-hmm. the number three there on the front. Don't write it out. It's right. the number three Trails West. Yeah. And that's where you go. You can find our schedule of appearances, where we got coming up, yep. and you can buy an album and stickers yep. and all kinds of T-shirts. stuff on there. T-shirts. Yeah. Yes. We T-shirts. have that. You bet. Uh, you know, and we're pretty sure if you go to either of those websites, you're going to find a lot of content. content. That's true, yeah. Uh, and if you look at it, we think you'll be... Contented. contented, right? But there's so much that yeah. you could become confused, confused. In which case, you should just contact, contact us. us, right? And we'll get you all through that. Yeah, there's contact us tabs on both websites, or you can get right to us with our email addresses. Uh, mine is Roger No D at thederriers.com. and mine is Leo also No R at or, what <laughs> or D or D. <laughs> As it turns out, yeah. it's Leo at uh, threetrailswest.com. Well, or thederriers.com. What did I say? Uh, Three Trails West. Okay, either they one They all of those. work. They all work. Yeah, yeah. sure. They all uh, You know, and uh, you know what else, Leo? What, Roger? Uh, if you go to thederriers.com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab. From there, you can listen to any of our past episodes. That's right. Or if you prefer, you can download them and listen to them at your leisure. Preferably while wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit. We're yeah. waiting for that photo, guys. Oh, man, that'll be great. We're waiting for that. Yeah. Hey, you know what else? Hey, Leo? what else, Roger? Uh, you can also find our show, our, all of our past episodes, on many platforms, in, uh, including Spotify. Spotify, Spotify which yeah. I know you like. I love Spotify, yeah. but it's also on I Stitcher. Get, I'm going to get a Spotify sticker to put on my car. Uh, you know, that's good. Yeah, okay. Spotify, like uh, but Spotify. Uh, it's on St- Stitcher, I suppose. But I, yeah. I don't have a Stitcher tag to put right. on my car or anything. Yeah. It's just Spotify, but it's on TuneIn so. also. People want to go to TuneIn. I wouldn't know about that. Actually. I know you I don't, but maybe they want to go to Amazon Music. Oh. Maybe, but you know, it seems like a waste of time when they could just go to Spotify. Well, yeah, but it's also on iHeartRadio. iHeartU too, Roger. Thank you, Leo. But I don't listen to that station. Yeah, okay. I, I think we get it. Okay, okay. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, "Go nowhere's without the dairy airs." Well, thank thanks, you, Mike. Mike. We really appreciate yeah, that. That's a nice six chord there. It Mike. really is. Yeah, it puts me in a good mood. <laughs> good. You're so easy that way. I am that. Okay. Yes. Well, Leo, where do we go from here? Okay, this is guy. Name Harold Lloyd Jenkins, right? Okay, and um, he was he was uh, grew up uh, in Friars Point, Mississippi. Okay, and he's just one of these kids that had it going from a young age. You know, he was already performing on the radio when he was ten years old, and he fo- formed his first group. They were called the Phillips uh, the Phillips County Ramblers when he was twelve years old. Wow. 
And they had their own show on the local radio station every Saturday morning. Lucky. On the weekends, he preached at church revivals. <laughs> you know, Busy guy. He was a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. well, you got to make it buck. Now, you know? listen, he was also a baseball player. He had a batting average of four fifty when he graduated from high school. Wow. And, they, and the Phillies, uh, Philadelphia Phillies, what, tried to snap him up. They offered him a contract, right? But he was, went to work for a while for, at International Harvester. Okay. And they said, well, they, and then all of a sudden he got drafted into the Army. Okay. Right? So uh, he ended up in the Far East during the war. And then uh, when he came home, uh, the Phillies offered him to, the contract to play baseball again. But by that time, he'd gotten a taste of playing music. Wow. And he wanted to pursue that. So he gets started on this, and he uh, starts shopping around. And he's got some buddies from this old band, and one of the guys said, "You know, you really need a better name than you know Harold Jenkins. Doesn't really cut it." And <laughs> kind of so right. We gotta get you Sounds never... like a guy that works at International Harvest. That's exactly yeah. right. So uh, he sits down with a na- map of the United States. And he looks at and he sees these two town names that he likes, and he names himself Conway Twitty. <laughs> All right, and that's how it came to believe, man. Wow. Now, now he early on he really stuck with the pop, the rock stuff, you know, and rockabilly. And um, he, he was looking at the market, Roger. He was a very astute guy, and he said, "Here we got all the, the rock and roll market is looking very, very homogenous. There's all these young, good-looking rock and roll singers, right? Mm-hmm. And they coming and going. They just right. shuffling through there. They're gone. He goes, I need something that'll last, you know. So he started switching over to country. And he and then he just totally went country with it. And, yeah. And he I made, didn't know he had rock and roll in his soul. He did. Yeah. He, it was really good. His old, you know, his pop stuff was pretty interesting. Uh, now, one of the other things is he, he worshipped uh, Elvis Presley. Okay, and in his early days, he really wanted to sing like him and everything, and he did it so well <laughs> that on his big hit, "It's Only Make Believe," a lot of uh, disc jockeys wouldn't play it because they said it was Elvis Presley working under a pseudonym. Oh wow! Yeah, man, like like he didn't have enough to do on his like own. Like he didn't have enough to do on his yeah. own. Wow, he's really incredible guy, Conway Twitty man, and uh, this particular song, "It's Only Make Believe," huge hit for him. Uh, was recorded in 1958. It's only make-believe. People see us everywhere They think you really care But myself I can't deceive I know it's only Someday you'll care My hopes and my dreams come true My one and only you No one will ever know How much I love you so My only prayer will be Someday you'll care for me But it's only me My dreams come true My life I'd give for you My heart a wedding ring My all, my everything My heart I can't control You own my very soul My only prayer will be Someday you care for me But it's only me 
that someday you'll care My hopes, my dreams come true My one and only you No one will ever know How much I love you so cool song yeah that is a cool song yeah. i remember that really cool all right Raj, what do you got okay so uh i i stumbled tripped over share mm-hmm. uh, and another group that i thought of that we haven't covered is the carpenters uh also true okay now i i, I was not ever a real you know huge fan of the carpenters but boy they could sing you yes, know they, they had yeah. that sibling harmony and all that type of thing uh, a pretty interesting uh, story. You know, they, of course, uh, she was born in 1950 as uh, Karen, and Richard was born in 46. And um, I, I tell you, during, during their time, uh, they had, um, uh, they were leading sellers in the soft rock, easy listening, adult contemporary, yeah. yep. uh, 12 top 10 singles. Um, you know, uh, they were, they had five number two singles on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. Uh, three number one singles. So, you know, they're yeah. very successful. So their, their, uh, Family life, their family actually moved to California when they were uh, in their early teens to give them better opportunities for, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, music. And um, Richard got a job. Uh, uh, he was asked to be the um, organist for weddings and services at the Methodist Church. So instead of playing traditional hymns, he would rearrange contemporary Beatles songs in church style. <laughs> oh, boy. Does <laughs> that sound like in. mom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if mom did it intentionally or she was falling asleep. But but then Karen uh, was in marching band. She originally played uh, glockenspiel. Oh, really? But then she got inspired to play the drums, and she picked it up really quickly. Um so uh, before we go any further, I'm gonna. Th- this is a really cool story. But I, I found uh, off of their very sh- first album, mm-hmm. there's an acapella tune on there. It was about a minute long, and it's super cool. And I want to play that because it just gives gives a feel for that. Their their, their great okay. harmonies. The album was called Ticket to Ride from 1969, and this song is called Invocation. Beautiful, isn't that nice? And I, you know, that's not easy. No, and 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 it's nice because you can kind of hear the uh, uh, seed of what right. they developed into. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. quite not as polished, but it's super beautiful. Okay, well, I can't hear. Okay, okay. Can hear the rest. So of this. we're going to fall back four years. So by 1965, uh, Karen had been practicing drums for an entire year, 
And Richard was refining his piano t- uh, techniques, and he put uh, teamed up with a guy, uh, uh, last name of Jacobs, who played tuba and stand-up bass. <laughs> oh, was that okay? Okay. <laughs> and they put together the Richard Carpenter Trio. No kidding. Yeah. And they entered the Hollywood Bowl annual Battle of the Bands competition, and they played uh, an instrumental version of The Girl from Ipanema <laughs> and their own piece, Iced Tea, and they won the competition oh, wow. on June 24 and were signed by RCA Records. And then uh, they recorded that uh, album. We just heard a song from and and they dropped them. Mm. But, but, you know, they made up for it. So let's listen to this tune. It's fun. Uh, the Hollywood Bowl Battle of the Bands. This is from 1966, the winning song, Iced Tea. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the Hollywood Battle of the Bands for 1966 is the Richard songs with uh, tuba solos. Oh, no, we don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that's so. just that's just straight up, you know, avant-garde <laughs> yeah, jazz. Is yeah, what that is pretty swinging. Wow. Hey, and you know what? <laughs> you we know. just swung our way uh, to the end of the show. Oh, here. good lord! Yeah. I just lost my mind there for a little yes, bit. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it, it, you didn't have much of a grasp on it. No, I so, didn't. Have, uh, you gotta there, be careful. There's that. Yeah, yeah. there's that. Uh, okay, so uh, we need to figure out where we're going. Oh, that's true. Uh, it's, so uh, odd-numbered show. So you get to throw the dart. Okay, so, uh, so get the mat. Watch out for Ardmore now. Okay. He knows, he's waiting for us. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, I got it up there. I uh, got it on the wall. Okay, okay. get the and, dart. Oh, spoon drawer. Spoon drawer two, two. of course. Yeah. Okay, be careful. I, I, okay. I, yep, I got You're it. getting the circle there. I am. You ready. ready to turn it around three I times? Am. I am. Here we go. Okay. One, One two, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh boy, we oh. went down and right and wow. west. Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. And uh, let's look okay. up a weird town name. Here's the weird town names okay. in, the, in the state of Mississippi. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. What? That can't be real. Possum Nick. <laughs> well, <laughs> should we go find out if it's real or not? Sure. I guess. I get, you know, I get, might as well. Let's do it, man. Okay, we'll do that, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Something always happens. It always does. It always does. Yes. Well, this has been the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Derriers. <laughs>